Hey guys, I'm so excited for today's episode as I've talked about nonstop on my Instagram. Um, but I do feel the need this week to put, uh, I guess, a trigger warning on the episode. Like, I I don't know, the Demi Lovato doc talks about sexual assault and drug addiction and uh, eating disorders. And then we can move into celebrities that have killed people. So obviously murder is talked about, um, death. So yeah, I mean, it's a dark subject matter today. Um... It's not a dark episode, but the subject matter does, I don't know, There, it could be triggering. So I just wanted to pop in before we start, um, but it is such an extra long, juicy episode today that I feel like we got to get right into it. So please enjoy episode 15 with me and Emma. Bye. Love you guys. Oh my God. Are you talking about the new podcast? It's called Gray's World. Hello, everybody. This is episode 15 of Gray's World. I'm joined by my my basically co-host, Emma. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, Gray's World. <laughs> Welcome back. So feels so good to have you back. Um, I feel like every time you're on, I prepare extra because I'm like, oh, me and Emma just get to talk. And I'm very excited. Lots to get through today. I am so excited for basically all of the topics that we're going to cover. I feel like I they're they're near and dear to my heart. Oh, yeah. We're a little later in the pod. We are going to get to Emma's number one favorite topic of all time. Do you want to tell people what your fa- – literally since I've known you, this has been your favorite topic. <laughs> so I'm, I'm slightly worried that people are going to be like, wow, okay, that's kind of fucked up. But it is celebrities that have killed people. Okay. Um, and I just – I feel like – it's almost like I'm trying to, um, in a way, like not let them be forgotten about. It's like yes. if you're talking about this celebrity and I know they've killed somebody, I feel like it's almost like my my responsibility to um, insert that into the conversation. <laughs> you're like, actually, little known fact, they killed somebody, and then everyone yeah, it's like, goes. Silent. Oh, does <laughs> does he have a movie coming out? Well, um, he killed somebody back in '96. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I remember. But uh, hey, I guess he's in a TV show or something. No, but um, it's a good topic because as everybody will find out when we talk about these people, majority of them, no, no consequences happen. Nothing happens it's, to these people because they're celebrities. It's such a theme. Um, it's and it's like, upsetting. so, I mean, obviously we'll go through like the ones that we're talking about, but it's like, this isn't like an OJ Simpson, like everybody knows yeah. there was a huge like murder trial like a lot of times it's mostly involving like a vehicle mm-hmm. um and them just being fully at fault um and somebody dying from that yeah and just and then either settling out of court or just kind of paying a fine and moving on so we are very excited to get into that topic later um just near and dear to both of our hearts i'd say a bonding agent in our friendship i'd say <laughs> I, I would agree. So um, I can't believe we're getting to, to take this to uh, the public, I, oh, the yes. Gray's World public. I feel like we have talked about doing this, like, I don't know, like talking about this somehow for literally years. So yes, everybody, this has been a long time coming. But first, we're going to do a little bit of a catch up and talk about, I don't know, have you been, what's your food and drink situation been? Have you been like eating anything good this week or like craving anything? what you got yeah okay so um I 
I, I was behind, but I listened to the, to the Gray and Josh episode. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I feel so weird, like, talking about you in third person. I love but, it. Um, I love it. That, I, that, I think that might be my favorite episode oh my so far. You guys are so, like, funny talking to each other. So oh, I hope so he comes back. I was, like, a little worried, like, just because, like, Josh is, like, kind of an old man and he's, like, never really listened to a podcast. I was like, how's this going to go? Like, he has no idea what the format of this fucking show is. But it but was it, good. It was good. It was a good conversation, I feel. It was like, I think so, too. I know. And it's like he – obviously, like, he's, like, a funny person just, like, in conversation. But I feel like he knew – like, you know, I feel like the, there's like a podcast way of speaking yes. where you have to like, you have to set the scene for people that don't know like your inside jokes or like don't like know like your yeah. references and stuff. And I feel like he did a good job. He so I, just, I thought that episode was so funny. Oh, but um, I'm so glad. I, I made sauce oh my God. because I was like, all right, fuck, I just need to, it's it's time. I need to actually do <laughs> I this. Love this. Um, and so... I so I made barbecue and I made two kinds of sauce. I did like a like a vinegar base, like Carolina um, or yeah, like yeah, barbecue sauce. And then I made the. Um, did you watch Master of None? Absolutely. With, um, yeah. Aziz, I'm sorry. I made like the the white sauce. I oh, forget the name of it from that yeah, show. Yeah, it was but like the a episode, white barbecue sauce or something. Yeah, where they go to Nashville <laughs> and have like that terrible time. But okay, so I I made sauce and um, I was ordering groceries because I got a coupon to get like $20 off a hundred. So I was like, Oh, I have to get to a hundred dollar grocery order. So I was like, Oh, I'm just going to get all of these vinegars because I didn't have any. (laughs) Good. I I literally got, I got apple cider vinegar. I got um, just like a regular white vinegar Mm -hmm. and then a white wine vinegar and then a red wine vinegar. I love this. This is like exactly what we told everybody to go get. (laughs) I got four vinegars. Um, you won't regret it. No, and it turned out really well. I think I only used apple cider and the white vinegar, okay. but um, it, I, I like I liked the honey flavor. I think I just I was trying to be all, um, you know, just you know feeling my feeling the ingredients. I don't need to measure. Yeah, <laughs> just, you know, tossing well, some shit in the pot. Yeah, you uh, you came um, off fresh off that Josh interview where he was just like, yeah, I don't measure shit, and he, it gives people false confidence. Not every. <laughs> can just do that like I cannot do it um but hey you I can't believe you went out and made two sauces like look at you I know I mean, uh, fuck yeah but so it was specifically for barbecue so I needed to make some barbecue <laughs> and I was ordering online groceries and I got a pork shoulder Ooh. and I was kind of like shocked at how inexpensive it was and god I'm so <laughs> stupid but anyway so it was like like $12 and it said like eight pounds. And I was like, wow, like that's so cheap. Such a deal. So I order my, my groceries and I go pick them up and I drive home and I take it out and it's like a fully unprepared pork shoulder. (laughs) So it's bone in skin on like just pink. Like it's, it's so obvious like exactly what part of the animal oh my it god. is it was so upsetting oh god there was like it was it was an armpit like it oh was a god big armpit. Oh my- there was little hairs no i know i feel so bad oh my god it was also Hold so on. i had to fucking slow cook it for 10 hours <laughs> so i set an alarm and i get out of bed at like 7 30 and skin this pig to put it in the slow cooker. Okay, I'm just dying picturing this. 
<laughs> did you eat it? Did it turn out like? What? Yeah, I mean, it tasted amazing, Wait, but it was actually, just like. Actually, looking back, bone-in meat is actually more flavorful than boneless meat because you get the juices that excrete from the bones when you cook it. I it might it might have honestly like made it better, um, but just this it situation. Was pretty, oh my god, pretty harrowing. Oh my god, like that's like that's like how Josh would order meat like to the restaurant, like, and then he's like using his professional skills to like <laughs> prepare it, and you're just like, well, guess I'll just. <laughs> there's also so there's so many types of bones. Oh I feel god. bad that it, for anybody listening that um is. I guess you know disturbed by. I also feel like we may have to have a depiction warning on this entire episode. Like, oh, I know. Like, literally, I think I Go might need some, to put a dark warning. Um, there's a lot of death involved in this episode, animal and human. I didn't kill the pig, <laughs> but no, I think I. I really, I kind of had to like take a moment about it because I feel like I have. Uh, like really bad like I guess cognitive dissonance where I never think about the fact that when I'm eating meat it's like oh this is an animal but I couldn't not think yeah, about when, it in this case mm-hmm. when you when you when you like are doing the whole process from start to finish it does it can gross you out at some points I think I, I'm weird about meat I'm very weird about meat I just don't I eat li- it all the time. love to eat it but yeah it's the prep is prep is brutal it's gruesome yeah I, I agree um, but... that's why I'm that's why when I make like I love how like you are like going through like you're like really dedicated you're like making sauces from scratch you're like putting this pork shoulder in the slow cooker (laughs) I literally refuse to make meat at home I will not do it I don't understand it I I feel like I'll cook it wrong every time and then give myself food poisoning so I stick to like (laughs) last night I made dinner for me and Josh which is like rare like it makes me kind of nervous to make dinner for me and Josh you know like because he's Uh a fucking chef but it was so good I did my favorite of all time which is rice beans and plantains oh my god that's my specialty no meat at all no meat anywhere I don't have to deal with that I slow cook the beans so they're like half refried and half (gasps) that's my favorite thing to do that texture of bean is so good it's as if you took refried beans and like threw in whole black beans so good made refried beans has has been like such a huge staple of mine it's from so like the past few months. I, I I think I thought beans were gross for some reason, no. um, <laughs> and I was wrong. So that is a wrong I'm, thing. <laughs> I'm obsessed with beans. pro bean. I'm pro bean. I they don't even. I think I eat so many beans at this point that they don't affect my stomach on any level. Like I am like, yep, bring on the beans. Like it's my day because you know I don't eat meat at home a lot, so I'm like I'll just put beans in fucking everything like as my protein. So good, and you now have bean immunity, which is good. Oh, it's great to build up a bean immunity. <laughs> I had to get there with cheese, <laughs> and I've done it. <laughs> I um will never be okay with dairy, but I'll never stop eating it. Absolutely. I um. So for my my side dish for my my pork, I made truffle mac and cheese. <gasps> Emma, um, you fancy bitch! I ate so much of this mac and cheese which had four types of cheese in it um and I was just I had I had diarrhea oh (laughs) yeah I mean look mac and cheese is almost (laughs) always gonna give me diarrhea no matter how much I love it going down um it's not gonna be great coming out um well actually I need to bring up some other diarrhea that I had that I (laughs) please by all means we've opened the door so 
<laughs> that I that I thought it was like a dairy. Okay, let's just start with this morning. I got some Dunkin' Donuts delivered, meaning iced coffee, iced latte, because I was like, you know, I want to write some notes for this episode, and I, I need to be on it. And nothing local was like open near me, so I was like, I'm just gonna get some Dunkin' Donuts delivered. It's the cheapest option. Okay, I got a medium iced latte with oat milk, and by the time I finished it, mm, I don't know if this is too much information. I'd gone poop four times. <laughs> before you even finished before I finished the whole thing but I did finish the whole thing by the way it didn't stop me I was like cool this is like kind of a cleanse I'm getting like a Sunday cleanse going this Duncan cleanse um, um literally I was like shocked and like I was like oh again oh again okay um I don't know if I'll ever order or drink it again I don't know what Ben Affleck is doing is he okay is he's drinking this every day um I thought well he's got the Dunkin Donuts immunity oh my god you're right I need I haven't built it up it's like the bean I have not built it up that's what it is he drinks this shit every day he's like oh I have the stomach of like a steel stomach now because I drink Dunkin Donuts every day but I thought of you because I know you love Ben Affleck and so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, look, I'm channeling Ben as I, I'm going to record this podcast episode with Emma. But it resulted in a lot of diarrhea. Also, you know I love donuts. I don't know. Donuts are probably my top tier sweet. So I got two donuts. I didn't even eat them. Like I took a bite of each. And I think Dunkin' Donuts is bad. Period. It's bad. I honestly, I feel like I haven't um, gone to Dunkin' Donuts a bunch. Don't. But I like their... Um cake okay, style yes. donuts like a blueberry okay. or a um like a chocolate I literally got the blueberry cake donuts that's my go-to but it was so artificial tasting I could not mm. I could not I could not do it and I remember liking them so I think that I think it's just gone downhill I really do getting all kinds of chemicals from the the donut well, they are not getting plants any more of my <laughs> fucking business miss diarrhea Duncan diarrhea <laughs> like Jesus Christ okay <laughs> I was going to say you're so divided um, on an issue against Ben Affleck. I I don't know whose side to take between the two of you. Well, also, it's so funny because, like, you and Sydney are, like, my BFFs, you know, like, in my life. And you have a strong love for Ben Affleck. Like, you love – you are attracted to him. You love him. Sydney literally replied to, like, my episode about Saw and said that she would want to see Ben Affleck die in a Saw movie. She hates him so much. (laughs) I I was like, oh my God, my world is so divided right now. I don't think that I have good taste in men. In fact, I would say that I, I am on the record as knowing that I have bad taste in men. But like I like men from like a Boston or like a New York oh, or it. like any sort like a Detroit, it's like that is like my ideal that man. Makes, like, um, no sense to me, like knowing you. I'm like, what? Yeah, just, just a man that is not gonna treat any woman well. <laughs> You're like definitely has alcohol him. problems, <laughs> but he is very tall. <laughs> he loves Dunkin' Donuts, and he's a tall bitch. That is what I'm looking for. <laughs> oh my god! Well, have you been watching anything good? Um, I'm talking like t- like TikTok or like YouTube or TV movies. Have you been consuming anything this week? I'm trying to think if there's been anything else. I I feel like I'm like a classic rewatcher. So I just restarted Freaks and Oh, I love that. It's so it's such like a a comfort show. But it's funny. I, I feel like it's just like a classic 
experience to like watch something and feel differently. Yeah. And I had such, I mean, I think everybody did, had such a crush on um, James Franco in that show. Like, he, I mean, he's, he's so hot in that show, but I hate him so much. Absolutely. He's so, he's so horrible to Lindsay. He's so like, fucking oh. rude for no reason. That's why Nick, then you get a crush on Nick because he's really nice yeah. to Lindsay, but then she, oh God, it's this whole issue because then she feels smothered and it's so classic high school where like you can't tell someone how you feel. Oh my God. It's, it brings up a lot of emotions watching Freak Singing, honestly. It's, it's a really, it's a really good, um, just like high school show because the way, I think we even talked about this on the podcast uh, the last time I was on, but like so many high school shows they're, t- they're too mature. And mm-hmm. I know like it's because, you know, the actors are mostly adults, but even like the storylines, it's like they're acting like 20 something. Yes. But I feel like that's a good show where, especially with like um, the younger brother, Sam, Sam it's yeah. like they're so that's like it's like a perfect like pre-puberty, like actual high schooler and the, the shit that they do for fun, like when they're making like all the like the grocery yes. in the blender and it's like we'll give you right? ten dollars like, if you drink this I, it's like that's such a high school and it's thing. very re- it's very real i i really like wait i have to tell about the story about how i got the dvd for free <gasps> oh my god i totally forgot about I know. that that's such a I good forget story about it all the time and i have it on dvd so i don't know what year this was i really don't know this is like early in my twitter days like I was in college for sure. Um, so like, I don't know, 2012, 13. Um, mm-hmm. And I tweeted at Judd Apatow. Like I was like, I literally mentioned him and I was like, freaks and geeks on DVD is too expensive. And this was like before it was streaming anywhere. There was no way it was streaming anywhere. You know, like this only existed on DVD. And like, I don't know why I even tweeted him that because like, what a bitchy thing like to say to the creator of the show. Well, like, you you probably <laughs> thought he wasn't going to see yeah. it because he has like a million yeah, followers. Know, like, I, don't, I don't fucking, I of course thought he was never going to see it. I was just kind of like, I was just trying to be a little complainer about how I couldn't afford to buy Freaks and Geeks on DVD, even though I really wanted to, because I would watch it on IFC on Friday nights. They would play it um, on TV. And so that's like the only way I, w- I had seen it in the past. And I was like, I need to own this. So then, like, I don't even know how much long, like, within the day, he follows me on Twitter just to DM me. And he says, hey, send me your address and I'll send you a copy of Freaks and Geeks. And I was like, oh, that's so uh, is nice. This fucking real life right now? I was like, what? And I had, like, no followers. Like, I had, like, everyone that followed me, like, I personally knew. And I was just like, oh, my God. I was like, is this real? So I was like, oh, my God, thank you. Um, I bet I have a screenshot of this. I was like. Oh my God, that's so nice. (laughs) Here's my address, like blah, blah, blah. And then, (laughs) so then you are involved in this story because you saw that he had followed me. Somehow that used to be on Twitter notifications. Like this person followed this person. Oh yeah. You damn me and you were like, what the fuck did Judd Apatow just follow you? And I was like, (laughs) yeah, let me just tell you what just unfolded. And then I thought I was replying to you, but I replied to him and I was like, yeah, haha, he'll probably unfollow me right after he sends the thing. And I sent it to him. Oh my God, what is wrong with me? And then I just never said anything and he did unfollow me. Um, but I, oh my God, you know what? I, I need to find this so I can put it on the Instagram. When I got the package, he had handwritten me a note on like a Judd Apatow memo. So it was like all official. And he was like, you owe me $40. <laughs> that's so funny. So anyway, that's how I own the yearbook edition, like full yearbook size, like booklet 
of Freaks and Geeks. Wow, I had forgotten about that story. Wow. That is such like a heartwarming story. I he's, love him. I think and he's Seth Rogen genuinely too. a nice person. I've never heard anything shitty about him. So I'm I'm on team I'm on team Judd Apatow. Yeah, I am too. I love him. Wow. Anyway, sorry to like steal your story. No, and, like, I had totally I haven't <laughs> thought about that in either. Years. Literally. It's such a good story. I've literally not thought about that, but I do remember you being like, he followed you, and I was just like, I have no idea. I have no idea. That's so exciting, like a celebrity I know, interaction. Right? Like a positive one, too. Because I feel like yeah. a lot of them are like, I got blocked by this celebrity because I fucking <laughs> said this. <laughs> but oh in, the, in the vein of you restarting that show, you know, because like we love to rewatch shows. Last night, me and Josh restarted Broad City, which is like something I've seen countless times. But my God, it is some of the funniest shit I have ever seen. I'm sorry. It just is. Broad City. There's nothing it like is, it. Uh, well, there uh, is now, but I feel like it's they were they yes, started they that started that insane whole, humor, that whole style of show of writing of performing. That is like they started that. I have to give them credit, and they are so. And they're like in their early twenties. I can't get over it, or like you know mid twenties when they're doing this. Like I can't get over it. And also the Amy Sedaris episode where she is the like the real estate um, person. She's showing them around. Does she have she a, a neck, neck brace? brace? Amy Sedaris is my whole life. I love her. Oh my god, she's so funny. So it is so nice to rewatch a show and just be like comforted in it and just. I love it. Especially if you let enough time pass that you forget some mm-hmm. of the things. Because I feel like that was always my issue. Uh, with I, I feel like my favorite show of all 30 time Rock. 30 Rock. <laughs> yeah. And I would watch it. It was like the air that yes. I breathed. Like I would watch it truly every day at some point. Like to either fall asleep or just to have on in the background while I was like doing something. Just Jenna Maroney. Like... <laughs> You know who would have been a celebrity that would have been people is Jenna Maroney. <laughs> I feel like she has stories where that might be like in that nature, maybe. I don't know. What's some of one of the Mickey Rourke oh references? God. Me and Josh talk about this all the time. Our only qualm with 30 Rock at all is how we really wish they had gotten Mickey Rourke on the finale just for one second I don't care how long I don't even if it was to be like I don't know her I just wanted Mickey Rourke to have a cameo in the final episode I really did it was such a good running joke I know I bet you they tried and he said no I bet you I'm sure they asked he probably he doesn't seem like he would have a good sense of humor about himself Okay, you know what? I'm sorry to just hard turn into this, but we've got to talk about the other thing that we've been watching, which is the end of the <gasps> Demi Lovato docu-series on YouTube. Okay, as as we mentioned, like, in the Josh episode that we mentioned, I did briefly talk about, in the beginning, and it was my fave of the week, how I had watched two, the first two episodes, two of four, of the Demi Lovato docu-series on YouTube called Dance, is it Dancing with the Devil? Yeah. It is called which Dancing is with the Devil, which is also album. the name of her album. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, I don't even – okay, I guess – I don't know. I don't even know where to start, Emma. This is so – this documentary was so juicy from start to finish with the amount of information they shared with us and how much that Demi personally told us we've got to discuss, at least the last two episodes. I agree. And on that note, I, I will say that I didn't know this was happening, and I found out about it 
by you and Josh talking about. I feel so cool that you were noted by my podcast. (laughs) Well, you really have your your finger on the pulse of (laughs) pop culture. But what I think I texted you about and what I want to say about it is there's something about this that feels very sad to me because of exactly, I mean, well, one, because the subject matter is very dark. But two, she is laying everything out on the line she is going into like the deepest depths of the lowest point of her life and she is telling everyone everything and I feel like it's kind of not getting a lot of press I agree when you brought that up it triggered I was like wait you're right I haven't seen hardly any publications like online talk about this like I don't really see it on Twitter I just really haven't seen anyone talk about this and with We've watched this. People should be talking about this. It's confusing to me that this isn't being talked about. <laughs> I also think it's so strange that it's on YouTube. YouTube. What is that? I think they could not sell it to a big streaming platform. And so they just took it to YouTube themselves. And then I think they split it into four parts so that they could get more advertising dollars because there's like an ad at the beginning yeah. and the end. Which is so sad to me because you think I think I compared this so much to the Taylor Swift oh I never Netflix watched documentary that. so I watched it and I, it was pretty good and and I just feel like nobody's talking about the Demi Lovato one and it just makes me feel very sad for right? her because it was definitely done to promote right? the album it has the same title they're like you know the the last episode shows her in the studio and she's like wow I've never been so proud of a you know a body of work that album is out and there are no which is hits she even mentions this on the documentary she has borderline psychotic fans that are obsessed with her so I also think an angle of this documentary was to almost clean the slate for fans that might be like that are judging her and are like, oh, I'm not going to like Demi Lovato anymore because she OD's. I almost think part of this documentary, yes, it was to promote the album, but two, I think it was for her to like try to clear her name in a way, but it, she really did not do a good job of that. Um, we need to discuss what she revealed in the last couple episodes because guys, yeah, let's get right into it. She revealed that after her OD, which almost killed her, um, she had a few strokes. She had she was legally blind afterwards. Um, she had a she had heart a heart attack. attack. She had per- she has permanent brain damage from all of this. By the way, this is from the OD. So she did the heroin with the same person that provided it with her before and who sexually assaulted her the night of her OD. She called him back to her house and did heroin with him after her OD. I'm like, how is she alive? It's that was shocking. So yeah, it's so heavy. And so I think you talked about this when you were first bringing it up with Josh, but like everybody, all of her friends are being interviewed, you know, the people in her life. And it's kind of awkward because they show these clips that are obviously like, you know, preparation where someone will be like, Oh, are we, are we actually going to talk about heroin? Like, are we going to, you know, she says, (laughs) yeah, she says, she, she says, I'm just going to say it all. And, you know, if we want to take it out, we can take it out. Like all of these references to I'm being too honest about how bleak my situation was. Yeah. Because she was doing crystal meth. She was, she, there's, she has this way of talking about it. She, where she says, I won't say I never need yeah. needles. 
but I wasn't the yeah. night that I OD'd. I was like, girl, this is like, I'm like so scared for her. I'm not kidding. And you're right about the bleakness. Like when she is presenting these facts, she's saying this just like very, bl- very casual in talking about the drugs to me. That's how I was getting from it. Like, I don't know if you felt that same way. I felt like she, I'm worried about her because we need to talk about what she also revealed in the last episode is that she's not sober and she's openly not sober. (laughs) Girl. And she, she, so she says she doesn't deal in like the absolutes, which I do get because I think it's, you know, it's a lot of pressure to be like, well, I am an addict, so I can never drink again. And then, you know, she said she feels like she's getting set up to fail um, but I think, unfortunately, for a lot of addicts, it's you don't, you don't have a choice. have the option Absolutely. of moderation. Yeah, um, we talked about this for a second right before uh, recording, but the final episode is quite odd. It starts off with a bunch of celebrities vouching for like liking Demi. It's like Christina Aguilera, Elton John, Will Ferrell. Uh, is involved I mean I literally was like wait am I watching the same thing or did it switch programs here I don't understand why he agreed to, I mean it was so I guess it would be an awkward thing to say no to but it, it was it was strange his cameo it was so in it. odd I mean they did like she did a cameo on his Eurovision movie and literally a cameo and he just said that they just had a connection uh from then on and then he watched her perform at the grammys and was like i had to contact her and email her and just i had to tell her that it moved me and i'm just like this is the most random shit i have ever i never saw this coming will ferrell and demi lovato dynamic duo no idea it it was it was strange and the thing that my take from that last episode was they needed something to end it on like a positive note and they couldn't with just her story because she is not doing well. Okay, so let's tell everybody. So, she says that she drinks and smokes weed. That's what she says. She says, I drink and smoke weed in moderation. Elton John popped back on to be like, oh, moderation oh doesn't work, period. Like, and you got to think about Elton John. Elton John has had so many battles with drugs alcohol uh eating disorder like everything that demi has literally gone through and he is like basically her ghost of christmas future being like this ain't gonna work trust me i've been there and it's just like so awkward that we didn't really get the reaction from demi of being like hey did you hear that elton john thinks that you shouldn't be doing this (laughs) well i'm glad they included it because she has an issue of everybody is kind of like bending to her assertions that she's okay like her parents are like well of course you know I'm always gonna worry that she smokes weed and and drinks out like they're so nervous to even talk about it I know everybody's saying like you know I really believe in her you know she it's not like the other times like you know she she's so in control of it and I feel like they 
I don't know, but it's just like, well, we're definitely Hold on. nervous that they she still drinks, but it's her the choice. The people in the documentary called her out. Do you remember that moment? They did a they did a flashback to different scenes where she was claiming she was sober, and they said, "Why should we believe that you're not going to use when in the past you've told us you've been sober when you're not?" This is the type of shit that's on here. Like this is like straightforward shit. Like they're not they're not going around any corners. They're like, "Hey, are you lying to us right now?" And do you remember what she said as to why she claims she's never going to do drugs again? She said that the night that she relapsed after her OD, she says that she only did drugs, hard drugs one time after that, which was the one time she said that she did heroin with her dealer that night and it wasn't strong enough for her. So she said that from that point on, she knew that if she did drugs again, the drugs that she needed to get high would fully kill her. Oh, yeah. Because she my needed the God, like he's like, oh, it's because what I what I want is going to kill me. I'm like, that's how she's talking about this. Like. I'm just so nervous for her. I'm honestly very nervous for her. I I don't know. I just don't know if... Okay, also, just sorry. I know I'm all over the place, but going back to, like, her saying that, like, moderation will work for me because I can't have it taken away from me. That might be the case, but I think that y- that's down the road. But, like, she's still in the bad part. Like, she hasn't moved on that's, yet. <sighs> that's the kind of... Um... I guess just the like the tone of the whole thing to me was it felt too soon to have this yes. type of documentary yes. where it's like uh you know a healing looking back on my tr- like Way troubled past soon. because I'm okay now because she's not doing great. So another thing that happens in the fourth episode is while they were filming oh, this documentary, yeah. she had this whirlwind romance with a huge loser, something, uh, Max yeah, Eric. Max um who's like a small time like soap star he's basically he a nobody has like a music career yeah he's 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 a, a who, definite who. Uh, for who weekly li- <laughs> listeners um and so he he gets together with Demi Lovato and after I think three or four months they get engaged oh and also I think and it's then- important to um mention that their entire relationship was in quarantine only Oh, which is yeah. psychotic so, like to get engaged to someone yeah. that you've only lived in quarantine with because that's not real life <laughs> yeah just very secluded like not meeting you know not being like out in public and you know seeing like what you know like what her yeah. social life is like what her working yeah, style is <laughs> um but so they get engaged and then the fucking twitter mafia drags up all of these tweets of his and they don't they talk don't about, this talk about i thought they were going to i was waiting for it but i understand that they didn't really want to give a lot of time to his story but wh- tell, tell us what they found <laughs> so he notably was obsessed selena. with selena yep. gomez for decades for like, like making life. these weird ass declarations of like i am going to marry selena gomez and like had like songs that he had written for Selena Gomez, oh, who he had not met, who he was just convinced God. he was going to marry so, her. And he, like, had a couple for some other celebrities. And there was one about Demi where it was, like, like, Demi is so pretty. And then there was another where somebody was talking about Demi and Selena. And he said, like, Selena all the way. Like, no contest. <laughs> like, just gross Wait, shit. but also. Which is for, embarrassing. If, if someone's listening to this podcast that doesn't know the situation with Demi and Selena, they're best friends. Or they were, you know, like, growing up. They were. Well, they were best friends. And now, not anymore. She also, Selena Gomez does not get mentioned at I all know. in this entire documentary. I think they had a really bad falling out. I think they out, did too. And I do not think they're Selena on good Selena Gomez, I, I, 
Troy of the Dunzo podcast has really opened my eyes on Selena. That's what I'll say. Same. So I think Selena Gomez has taken the opposite path where I didn't know that she had any problems has like been caught. Yeah. It's like she has, she also has noted Mm -hmm. drug abuse, but she just is not forthcoming with it. And you know, it's all hearsay and allegedly, whereas Debbie is like, yeah, I've done that. I think that's why I'm obsessed with the documentary is because Demi is full blown. Just like, yeah, I'm literally telling you everything. Like I'm literally going to tell you everything. And what celebrity honestly does that? None. 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 Uh, We also need to talk about how she revealed that she was literally raped by someone that worked at Disney and she will not say who. And I'm like, who do you think it is, Emma? Is it a Jonas brother? Okay, so no it's not well I don't know who it is so I don't know why I'm at it's like no it's not let me tell you who it is but I mean, um so I got on Twitter because you can't google these things yeah nobody's writing articles about it media or reddit to find anything yeah I bet I bet reddit there's there's whole discussions but on Twitter um people were saying it was she was linked to that guy I think his name's maybe Cody Lindley but he was on Hannah Montana oh, yeah but other people say it's not him, and they say it was one of the actors that was in the movie Camp that she Rock. was in with Selena Gomez. No, oh, that she uh, something about princess prote- princess yes. protection princess program protection program or yeah. something. Okay, wow, the fact that we know that. because there's apparently another quote. Um, I think maybe from press or something for this movie where somebody asked her about it and she said, you know, I'm not going to reveal his name because he has, he no longer (gasps) has a career. So there's no like reason for me to drag him down. So it was definitely not a Jonas brother. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think of the Jonas brothers as like people who would rape people, but honestly, you never know. Um, But I was just like, wow. Like, like that was a big that's like she said that the first time she lost her virginity it was rape i was like that's gonna affect you that answers a lot of questions as to why she is how she is like that's well and then similar terrible like i think that the point that she was trying to make which is pretty relatable i feel like for a lot of women that have been in these situations is you have an idea oh my god this is so dark you definitely need to put a trigger warning but like you have an idea of what like rape is and it's not somebody yeah. that you know and someone that you have fun with and somebody that you hang out with. So she was, you know, telling this person she didn't want to have sex and he had sex with her anyway. And I think she, it, I think it took to her time to yeah. call it rape. Yeah. To understand Absolutely. that that. With the drug dealer who raped her the night of her OD and admit, like she didn't even admit to the doctors that they had had non-consensual sex because like she didn't even realize for months uh, that she wasn't in a place that she could have been. I mean, it's just like with all of this that has happened to to this person, I'm shocked that they're, I guess, even able to film a docuseries at this point in their life because my God, has their life been so dark. I mean, her eating, she hasn't, she had eating disorder really bad. Like that will fuck with you so badly. Like she had everything that will fuck with your brain happen to her basically. I think that is that also plays into so the eating disorder. That's a pretty crazy um, part yeah. of this too. Is her you know her team in quotes <gasps> we that have to was responsible that. for her, for her when she was on Disney. There were all of these insane rules. Like no one could eat food oh, in front of her. You could gosh. only like if you were a backup dancer, if you were you know part of the the tour management company, you could only eat when she was eating. Mm-hmm. And then for like five or six years, okay, for, this on her was birthday, so they would give her. 
they would give her a watermelon cake so it's just literally a fucking watermelon like covered cool in like low fat yeah cool that whip. is the biggest um, bullshit when they said that she hadn't had a real she wasn't no she wasn't allowed to have a real birthday cake i was like i this is sickening that people can control what this girl eats and say you can't have birthday cake like oh oh my god and the snacking like what the fuck like yeah yeah no wonder she had an eating disorder it was like they were making her have an eating disorder even if she wanted it or not like that's the thing about you know when it's people want to talk about eating disorders when it's you know bulimia and it's very like oh i'm starving myself but any kind of extreme diet it's eating disorder is not yeah, healthy that's also an eating disorder. it's not a healthy relationship with food if you're being so restrictive that you're only consuming like a finite amount of of calories and you you know you can't watch other people eat food it's like and that is still a think about disorder. how they're restricting her food so much but yet what is her job is to go out and dance and perform and sing on a motherfucking stage how do you have the energy for that if you don't eat food like oh my god just all of it is the most toxic shit i've ever heard her whole life like oh i know my god. i just it that that documentary is going to stay with me for for a minute same because it's it's not I'm not saying it's poorly done but I think they started filming this and she fell mm-hmm. in love and it was going to be that was supposed to be the end is Demi's getting married and she's living this quiet comfortable life with her close friends but then that the man I mean I don't think we finished talking about it but all oh, the tweets sorry. came out it was very embarrassing for her um and then they they broke up and then he humiliated her he called paparazzi to himself crying yes. on the beach this this fucking individual drove to the beach and was like like wringing his hands at god like like pounding the sand wailing crying and people were taking a picture of him he's not famous enough that somebody like just found him oh, he called absolutely he, he set the whole thing up how embarrassing for him like are did he think that we weren't gonna know that he set that up like just deeply deeply embarrassing as a human I haven't heard one thing about him since they broke up and I love that because I want him to just be gone he like did all these Instagram lives where he was like begging for her back he would say like wow she broke up with me like over an Instagram post like I didn't realize we had broken up like he he humiliated her and he was definitely a very um like he was I mean he was just using her for like fame and for the spotlight mm. and it was just weirdo behavior so it was clearly an unhealthy relationship and because this documentary came out obviously post breakup they had to acknowledge the fact that she had this fat ass engagement ring on yep. for half of it and then all of a sudden it's like well that didn't they work out so she kind of retrospectively has all of these like like lower budget like you know she's filming it on a webcam being like I think I rushed into things I'm like trying to tie it up nicely like a little bow and be like but I'm still (laughs) on a great track like I'm still in a great place and I just think it I think the timing was not right for this type of of I think it was way too soon I think that like she felt the pressure to like you know have an album because like you know what is she going to do with her time other than like okay I'll write music and stuff but it's like I literally think you need to take time off from like being in the public eye. Like I really, really, really do. I, I just don't know. I'm like straight worried I, about Demi Lovato. I, I'm so worried about her. And I also think I know that 
artistry is therapeutic. So, you know, she she wants to write about what she's going through. But she has already done this. That song, Sober, that she performed at the Grammys, she wrote when she had just begun using heroin. Oh, God. Oh, God. So it's not like indicative of. Yeah, it's not true all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm healthy and I'm clean. I'm, I'm, I'm past this. It's like, I'm, you know, still interacting with substances, but not the way that I was before kind of thing. Slippery. Also, she moves into that new house and she has a mushroom room. Yeah. Which, um. And then she's so weird about it. She's like, you know, you don't have to be tripping in the room to get the vibes. And it's like fully like a room with rainbow couches and like a yeah, cloud. Yeah, it's like clearly it's... too beyond hallucinogenic drugs, which I mean, like, I guess I'm not worried about Demi taking mushrooms. Like, have fun, girl. You're not going to do anything. You're going to have fun on mushrooms. But like, the, I'm honestly mostly worried about the alcohol. I don't give a shit about weed. I don't give a shit so... about hallucinogenics, whatever. Alcohol is very dangerous for addicts. Um... It's well, it's I think I mean, I, people have their opinions on weed and, and mushrooms, but alcohol is yes. a truly chemically is... addictive substance in the way that those it's are a different not. Uh, story, um, I say. And I think she was almost yeah, more and you embarrassed can... or t- trepid to, to say that she was smoking weed. She because she called it. Yeah, marijuana, I guess... And I was like, girl, OK, <laughs> nobody smokes. <laughs> I don't even marijuana. know what that is. <laughs> okay all right narky spoken some marijuana (laughs) i'm like all right but yeah um i I don't know the the alcohol because okay i'm sorry to to keep talking about this i can't stop but when the first night where she had her whole total relapse where she met the guy did the meth did every drug in the book she said she should have died that night started with her buying a bottle of wine that's the that's the lyric to the song sober it's like just a glass of wine I mean, let me look this up right now. It's literally the first words are like, I know I'll be fine. Like oh, just wait. Okay. While you look like that, that up, I'm going to reveal something. I basically don't know any Demi Lovato songs. <laughs> I know. I so know Cool for the Summer. I, cool okay, for the Summer cool is good. Summer. That's all I what, know. She, she has one called oh, Heart Attack. Give your heart I, it's like, break you, that one. Oh, give your heart a break. No, that's another good one. But she is the one. It's like, this is going to be humiliating. But it's like, heart attack. I, <laughs> I, I like your rendition. Well, how could you know I from like that little, little snippet? But it's like, I, she probably can't sing that song anymore. Had because she attack. had a heart attack. Did we mention yeah, that she was yeah, blind? Everything. She was legally blind. We, oh, God. Oh, Demi. Demi, Demi, Demi also she's legit our age by the way she is our age she's 28 yeah that's just that's a lot look at how much she's gone through in 28 years oh it's so it's the song dancing with the devil the the song that title track came out as part of this um this documentary and it's it's just a little red wine i'll be fine no and then basically it goes into how not okay she was as a result of thinking oh, she could just I'm, I'm on, on Elton's, Elton's side, side too. Um, I think that Elton John of all people fucking knows the battle of sobriety uh, Elton John has had a wild ride okay I don't know I don't know where to leave it but I think we're gonna be on like a demi watch like maybe I should start following her on Instagram okay can we talk let's actually talk about one last thing about demi the haircut <laughs> 
because you know what? I like short hair. Straight up, I like short hair. It doesn't look good. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I also am not a fan of that look on her. Misguided uh, so hard. Like, she could have had such a cool short haircut. This was not the haircut to do. The other thing, and this is my prejudice that I know is 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 not always true, but to me, if you're getting that like breakup, like drastic haircut, uh-huh. that's also a sign uh-huh. that you're not Something's okay. Like, like, if you get a drastic haircut, I know she she talks about it. She literally talks about the haircut in the docu series, and she claims that it's because it's setting me free. And I'm like, I I don't think that's why you're doing this. I think it's like a band aid. It's like. You're trying to, like, portray, yeah. like, a yep. new yep. era through, like, a, uh-huh. a physical change when it's, like, the only thing that's going to get you there is a lot of years of and not doing drugs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whew. Well, I I, I wish the best for her because I think she I, – I, I feel like we have to cut it off I because I could I probably talk we, for, we like, two hours. But a, an entire episode, but oh, well. We're, we're going to have a long episode today. <laughs> Well, maybe we'll have a part two right? at some point. I think that we should um, keep tabs. Um, I might end up following her on Instagram just to, like, keep tabs. I don't know if she uh, – I don't know. I'm just worried. That's where I'm going to leave it is I'm fucking worried. Yeah, I agree. I would also leave it with um, I want more people yes. I know to watch this Anybody. documentary so that like, I can talk about it. Because I was blowing yeah. your phone up when I was watching the first two episodes. Yeah. I was like, what? She was she, – I know. Okay, we can't go here, and, we, and people will, people will see it for themselves. But she was doing heroin by herself yep. at a sleepover where yep. no one else was. Everybody was doing drugs. It wasn't nope. like she was like at a party. Everybody was sober. Oh my god! She was in the oh bathroom secretly doing heroin. Oh my god! Um, yeah, it's. I I really. You are the single only other person that I know that has watched this. So yeah, everyone needs to get the fuck on this. Dancing with the Devil YouTube four episodes are like they're like twenty five minutes each. Like it's nothing. Please contact us to contact us if you have watched this. But anyway, we've got to move on. We've got to go into a little break. I've got to go pee, etc. Um, when we come back, we're getting into literally probably our favorite topic, which is celebs who have killed. Okay, so we are now going to talk about the topic of the day celebrities who have killed people i think emma is going to start us off who are we going to start with today okay so the first one is i honestly i'm curious to see if people know all of these or if they're surprised by any of them so i hope people comment or like write um dm you and stuff but the first one that i'm going to talk about is caitlin jenner oh i feel like this is not i feel like most of them are not well known but this one i really feel like people don't know so this one I think it's so interesting because all of them are are somewhat, well, not all of them, but uh, a lot of them are somewhat similar stories where it's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, vehicular manslaughter, I guess, would be the term if any of them got charged um, (laughs) for anything. (laughs) But, you know, so it's, it's not, it's, there's not like a, you know, a malicious intent. Let me just bring out all of my law and order. Oh, I love this. You're, you're my Um, lawyer. Which is, which is really sad, but. The reason that I think this one is so interesting is, okay, so let me just first tell the story. In February of 2015, uh, Caitlyn Jenner was involved in a four-car collision. Um, 
Wow. That she is probably the one at fault is, is just what I will say. But um, there was one fatality and a woman died. Yes. Um, so this happened in February of 2015. So the timeline of this is so interesting because Caitlyn yes. Jenner came out in that Diane Sawyer uh, interview uh-huh. when in was that? April, April <gasps> of 2015. No. So two months later. Wow. That is a shocking timeline. I think this really impacted the timeline of her coming out as transgender. So there was wow. so much speculation and I, like, I, I'll call her Caitlin the whole time because I don't want to dead name her, but yeah. she hadn't come out yet when the accident had happened, but it had gotten to the point where it was all of the tabloids had picked it up. My mom knew about it, which is how you know that this was about to hit wow. mainstream. Um, so it was all over the magazines and people were kind of like, when is she? It's time to make an announcement. The people are, are ready to know what's going on. Yeah. Um, and I am pretty sure that because of this car crash that she caused, she delayed coming out because the Vanity Fair <gasps> cover, which was her true like, oh, call I me Caitlyn. Yeah, call me Caitlyn. Call um, me Caitlyn. Iconic. I'll that never was, forget. That was not until I think maybe June. Um, so and wait, I when, wait, again, I'm sorry. When was the crash and when was the Diane Sawyer? February. So February is the car crash. Two months later is <gasps> the Diane Sawyer interview. But I, I really think that I think that the the coming out, I think it was supposed to come sooner. And I think oh. this was such a bad press. Oh, you, you're saying the opposite of what I'm saying. You're OK. I get what you're saying. You're saying you, say, that, you like, think that she came out to basically be, you know, almost like change the narrative away from the fact that she yeah caused someone's death um yeah it could be so I think it, I now that you say that that's actually interesting because Caitlyn Jenner I mean I know there was some fallout but she had access to the Kardashian press machine so Absolutely. there were there were definitely conversations taking place about how do we downplay this murderous mm-hmm. car crash that you just got into <laughs> Is also there's a there's a video of it which is pretty Ooh. unfortunate, um, and it's not a it's not a high quality video, so it, you can kind of see how they were able to to basically say it was you know inconclusive who was the cause of it. But Caitlyn's car, it's a, a black Escalade, kind of rear ends the the car in front of her, and then pushes that car into the oh. oncoming lane of other traffic. Oh. So okay. I believe that that was the person who died. But then every other person involved in this crash sued for damages for, like, a lot of money. So, And um, did they just settle out of court? Like, did Caitlyn yeah. just settle out of court with everything, right? Like, there was, no, there was nothing except settling out of court. Was there any charges or was there any, like, fines? No. So there, there, were, there was a... Um, you know, I guess like an, ar- not arraignment, but a hearing and the, you know, Caitlin did have a lawyer that kind of presented on, on why they didn't think this should be a criminal charge and no charges were brought up against her. Um, wow. And for most of the settlements, I think you, you kind of, there's probably an NDA as part of it. So yeah. you never get the exact the amount. amounts. Yeah. You can't ever know the amounts of like a settled out of court situation. It's so crazy. But this one, it's a little interesting. So there was, um, the, the woman who died, uh, and I, I think her children had a settlement, which was probably pretty significant oh, because yeah. that's 
really unfortunate. There was another guy in uh, a second car who suffered a, a cervical spine <gasps> fracture. Wow. Does Caitlin I said have to another pay guy, for the medical bills? The, the person had a cervical spine fracture. Okay. Um, and so that person was injured and Caitlin covered the medical costs and attorney's fees. There was a fourth car. And this car had a family in it. Oh. And um, it was a, a father, a mother, and then two children. And so the father uh, uh, suffered from nerve injuries to his hands because he was driving. The wife suffered blunt trauma to her knees. Uh, They're pushing Um, this, I feel. They're pushing the narrative. Yep. And (laughs) emotional distress. Uh, Yeah, me too. Every day of my life. Get over it, bitch. Yep. The son suffered blunt trauma and emotional distress. And the baby, just the emotional distress. Oh, did they ask the baby if it was emotionally distressed? I mean, Jesus (laughs) Christ. (laughs) I mean, they went to the hospital, obviously, but it was, it says doctors determined he suffered no physical injuries, but he also, the baby got a settlement. Oh my God. So that's another running theme is I think when you're involved in a car crash with a celebrity, people are, those injuries are just going to start coming out of the woodwork and emotional distress is really carrying a lot of weight. Absolutely. uh, Oh my God. Yeah. The fact that almost all of these were quote unquote settled out of court is like, it proves that if you are a celebrity, you literally get to cheat the system and like not go to jail because you can pay someone not to go to jail and if anyone acts like that is not true that is literally the theme of our entire episode so it's a fact it's bullshit so i haven't been in a serious car accident um but my mom has and um, it was it was pretty bad it was on forest hill oh no when was this oh my god what the fuck i know i I, honestly i can't believe i didn't tell you but um she you know the person I think they were like they dropped something but they drifted into her lane <gasps> hit her head on <gasps> she flew out of her car talking about this when is was upsetting. this Emma like before um, you were born no no it was recently it was for oh. Subaru oh my God, what? And, by, and by recently by recently I mean it was um like past it, like three, I think it was three I think it was three years <gasps> ago um, I'm freaking out I feel like I need to call her and be like are you okay Anne? I just heard. I I, sh- I I wish I had. I don't know. Mentioned it. I don't know if. I, I, I anyway. But she luckily she had no major injuries. But she did have like a um, you know she had a like a lot of pain yeah. uh, and bruising. But she didn't have you know any any broken bones oh, or God. any any head trauma or anything like that. But her car was totaled and she got like the insurance to cover the car. But it's do people su- like. Do people sue people when there's no one famous involved? Like, <laughs> yeah, for is emotional it, distress. Is like, do you only, do that? Is there only suing involved when there is a famous person? You're right. Like, do normal just like like car crash cases result in a bunch of suing all the time? Like, I don't think so. I don't like, think so either. But she, she. I mean, my mom is very, you know, like it was not her fault at all. So you no, know, I think yeah. she's cautious. It's not like she you know, learned her lesson or anything, but it's like, she's nervous behind the wheel sometimes because something horrible happened. So, well, I mean, I'm going to tell her to sue. (laughs) Ah. Mm. Yeah. So I, I just basically, it it seems like there was a lot of financial implications to that. And so anytime I see Caitlyn Jenner doing some kind of like sad 
sponsorship no. i'm like you know what she is probably still paying she off some of those fees she's got some stuff to pay i'm gonna go into my first one who i'm gonna do rebecca gayhart the actress um this is another classic classic to me this is like a classic um because this happened in 2001 june of 2001 so this is like a pretty old one but it's interesting to me that you're discussing like how caitlin jenner probably has to pay like so much money like constantly um Rebecca Gayhart, on the other hand, after I tell you what she did, you're going to be so enraged that her fine was $2,800. Hers was a bad one, right? Oh, it's bad. What happened? Okay, let me tell you. I mean, it's quick. It's like a short story, but it is bad. Um, In June 2001, um, she was following behind a car, um, obviously too closely, because they braked suddenly. And instead of literally breaking herself or, like, bumping into them, she swerved around them and hit a nine-year-old boy and killed him. Oh, no. And, okay. Oh, no. Yeah. This is, like, terrible because he was, like, chasing after a soccer ball. And clearly that is why the car in front of her braked. So the fact that she swerved around it was like, I, I just told you that I don't drive um, privately, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, even I know that if a car in front of you breaks, you also break. What the fuck? So she has, I mean, like, okay, there's a lot of articles that she has like come out and talked about the event and said that like, obviously it caused her a lot of distress. I just have a hard time like caring. I'm so sorry. But it's like you fully this is your fault. I'm so sorry. This is a child. So she has like quotes like literally it's like a therapist had told you like I'm going to read a quote from a USA Today article from her. And and I don't even explain how this happened if she's saying this. If a car in front of you hits their brakes and they stop, you don't go around them to avoid hitting them. You hit them because there's a reason they're stopping, she said. I couldn't see that reason, but this is something that everyone should know. Quote from somebody that swerved around a car and hit a child and killed them. What? They're... So you're self-aware that what you did was murder? Like, I don't know what she's even trying to say with that quote, but... There is a way that these people talk about these incidents where they are so removed yes. from the fact that they did it. Like, yes. they're, they're, they're acting like it's something that happened to them. It's like, all of a sudden... Uh, I realized that, you know, my hands were on the wheel of the car that was on top of this person. And it's just, it's very weird to hear people give interviews about it because you can tell that they go through some sort of like a, a, a coaching, yep. like with a, like a PR person yep. to say, you know, they're going to ask you about this. We got to figure out how to talk about it and not make you sound like a murderer. I, okay. So that reminds me really quickly on the Eden episode, we, we joked about how there's probably in LA, there's probably a therapist for sisters who are in bands together because that's such an LA thing. <laughs> I bet you there is a therapist in LA that deals with celebrities who have fucking killed people. I guarantee you that is someone's specialty because like okay this is how we're going to talk to the press and this is how we're going to get over the emotional trauma this is how you're going to remove yourself from this like i swear exactly like which charities you're going to volunteer with um this is what happened to her by the way probation did not say for how long at all and i bet you it was nothing and i bet you she didn't even have a probation officer one year of a suspended license one year for killing somebody god two thousand eight hundred dollars a fine and 750 hours of community service. Oh, I wish they sued her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, you know, uh, actually, 
Okay. It says that she did pay for his funeral and his medical, the kid's medical. Um, so she did give money to the family. She gave money to the family. But <sighs> that makes me that makes me sick. Just like she paid for his funeral. I mean, I'm not saying that I, I, I wish she I didn't do that, but it's... just the fact that that was something that she had. Oh, I, okay. I mean, when, so. Okay. We have to mention the threesome that she had with Eric Dane and the Miss Oregon Teen USA, Carrie Ann Panish. <laughs> oh, well, I was going to say, it's a, for, for those not in the know, this woman is married to Eric Dane, a.k.a. Not anymore. Me, a.k.a. Oh, what? I, I'm pretty sure they're, they're divorced. Not to, I, I'm pretty sure they're not together. Like, I don't think Wait, they're actually, anymore. I don't know why I acted so shocked. That does sound familiar. Uh, let me just. I'm going to Google know, it. I'm going to Google it. Yeah, they got divorced in 2018. So it was recent. It was a recent. Okay. It was okay, a recent okay. thing. But yes, she was married to Eric Dane for a really long time. Says It says they were married from 2004 to 2018. So obviously they're probably like together before 2004 as well. I think they might have been together when she did the car crash. Um, but classically Rebecca Gayhart and Eric Dane have a it's it's okay it's kind of like a sex date but it's not really because there's no actual acts of sex in this but they are all naked which is just so specific it's like so what do you think they did after (laughs) yeah you know it's like a pre pre porn I don't even know what to call it but it is with a former Miss Oregon teen USA and I think she was 20 or 19 when they filmed this it was like in the range of like 18 to 21 when she filmed this. Her name is Carrie Ann. I think Panish is how you say her name. She has a good Wikipedia page because I know I'm going off on a tangent, but she was engaged to Aaron Carter at one point in her life. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just I just had to mention that the woman that Rebecca Gayhart had a threesome with was not only a teen pageant woman but she also was engaged to aaron carter i just had to throw that in couldn't couldn't that's like a classic a classic hollywood web of just like sleaziness yes i love when you go to a wikipedia page and you find out that someone was engaged or married to someone and you had no idea that's my favorite oh and you can just bop around for for days i know out people that you never knew were together were together oh my god it is so good um, and also, one last thing, the, the the girl they had a threesome with also was on uh, Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew. Sex Rehab with Dr. Drew. <laughs> Sex Rehab. That's important to note. But anyway, who, Ew. who, yeah, so anyway, that was, I don't that was like it. that that's a show. That was, oh, that's the most exploitive shit I've ever seen. It's terrible. Don't it's talk to so Dr. Bad. Drew about your sex don't, addiction. Don't. I'm begging everyone. Just no one. No one talk to any doctor that's on TV, period. Just don't talk to a doctor TV. I mean, a TV doctor. <laughs> okay, so who's your next person? My next one is another, I would say, quintessential classic celebrity that killed somebody. <laughs> yes. It's Brandy. Oh, okay. Yeah, this has been a longtime fave of yours, I feel, because it is a shocking one. Yeah, and I do want to say I really love Brandy. Love um, Brandy. And I think, you know, it's obviously your your life needs to go on. And this is horribly tragic for, for all people involved. But, you know, I just I have to bring it up. It's my my civic duty. So um, in 2006, Brandy uh, was driving on, I think, one of those like big California freeways. Mm-hmm. And she just didn't realize that the car in front of her had slowed down. And so she she rammed into this car and um the the woman who was driving it died it was really oof, sad oof. she was 38 years old and had two children oh in the car or like in general no 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 the children were not in the okay. the car uh, but this was another similar situation where so brandy re- rear-ended someone 
And then that car pushed into another oh. car. And so it was a four, four car involvement. Um, Brandy got the shit sued out of her for this. I did so, read that. She really had to pay. She had to pay up. Yeah. So this was another one. And this one really f- frustrates me because I think there's like a kind of a um, – the fact that these kind of go to court to, to discuss if there's going to be criminal charges. Yeah. And then shit comes out. The, the victim – had like tr- slight traces was the quote of marijuana in her system. And so uh, no charges <gasps> were brought against Brandy because of that, because the victim Ooh. smoked weed, maybe not even like that. Day. Oh my I don't know. God. What the and fuck? That, they don't, they don't say it exactly like that. It's like, we can't charge Brandy because this girl does pot, but you know, it was, why was that even brought? Yeah. Why is in- that? What the, the, the f- nothing even if the victim was like fully on cocaine shouldn't fucking matter to me no. uh, if it, they didn't cause it brandy caused it oh my god so this one again you you know you don't see like the exact amounts that people get as a result of the settlement but you can't see how much they sued her for oh. before it was settled the parents of this woman sued her for 50 million dollars brandy what? is not rich enough for 50 million dollars her and ray j combined don't have 50 million dollars okay so wait <laughs> okay clearly she did not pay 50 million dollars no, no so fucking way i yeah, hate that we it, can't see the numbers i want I to know. see the numbers so bad and i think so there was another thing it was like she offered 1.2 million and they rejected that and then they sued her for for 50 so I bet it was in the, the, you know, the tens of millions. Yeah, um, you know it's millions. You know it's millions. <gasps> wow. But then she also got sued by the two other drivers that were involved. So it's, it's, it's similar to the Caitlyn Jenner one where it's if you're – well, one, if you're the person that caused the accident. But two, if you're a famous person, everybody, like, in a one-mile radius is going to try to get money. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It, it. Uh, and so when I was reading about this one to, to brush up on it, they also said that her – her song right here, Departed, was allegedly inspired by these events. No. Um, no. And these events, these events being her causing a car crash in which someone died. Oh. If you watch that music video, she plays like an angel-like figure. No. <laughs> like, like in, in people's lives, like, like building them up. Okay. And I'm- it's just, it does not, it doesn't correlate to me as I caused an accident where someone died and so i wrote this song about like being there okay. for someone and, and like actually, building them up and and keeping their heart guarded not um, only I just, am i going to immediately watch this music video after we're done talking um but you know what vibes that is very similar to what you're describing how like she caused this accident that caused a death and then she portrayed herself as like an angel in the video mm-hmm. is how Let's go back to um, the movie that she was in, um, Tyler Perry's Temptation, colon, Confessions of a Marriage Counselor, um, which me and you classically saw in theaters, best day of my life. Um, She probably accepted that role because she needed money to pay fucking people. I'm sure she did. But do you remember how, if anyone's seen that movie, the last scene is a flash forward where every, every character in the whole movie has aged and also a lot of them have AIDS. So, you know, ailments out the ass, but they have aged like, like actors are wearing like gray hair and like have wrinkles on their face. And then you see Brandy who has been in the whole movie. Her character has stayed the exact same age and looks exactly the same as, even though every other character is aged. I bet you that she wrote into the 
contract. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be old. Like, can you just, I just know that's her vibe. Now that you said that that's the kind of music video she put out after she caused a car accident. Why was she the only one that wasn't old in the flash forward? In they literally got, of they got a whole different actress to play the main character. Oh my God. Was, I think she had a cane. Oh, oh I'm talking like white hair, wrinkles. Brandy doesn't look. She she could have. It's she. It's like she was on set for one day. Yeah, it was- that is one of my favorite. Like when we were watching that in real time, we were like, "Wait, is this? I'm confused. Like, is this the flash forward or like not? We need to do a whole episode on Confessions of a Marriage Counselor, Temptation. I mean, that is one of the best movies we've ever watched. I think it's the funniest bad movie yep. that I can call to recollection. That's not trying to be funny. It is hilarious and it thinks it is so serious anyway had to mention that because that's one of our classic things that we love what's your next one my next one is the one I told you that I literally didn't know about until researching for this podcast it is an actor his name is Johnny Lewis Johnny Lewis um, I think you would recognize him if you saw an image of him I feel like his name is not very recognizable he was on Sons of Anarchy um, he was on a couple other things he was on the OC at, at one point oh yeah too. he also dated Katy Perry uh, back in the day if you oh. google them there's a ton of pictures of them together it's really weird it's back when she was like I kissed a girl Katy Perry like super long ago um, he, he's an actor. He's got like blonde hair, blue eyes. He's kind of like, you know, scraggly a little bit, but that's kind of who he is since he's not a very well-known actor. Um, he also, I found out, I think that this just, I have to mention this. He grew up in a Scientologist family. Um, and also despite everything I'm going to describe, it's, it's a lot. He, he's had a really, he's had a lot go on with him legal wise. He is pretty much described as being sober like he didn't use drugs or alcohol so like all of this is purely mental illness which is really sad Uh. um but to set the scene in september of 2012 he was 28 years old at the time the the what happened happened in september of 2012 but i feel like i have to start in 2009 in in 2009 i will start by saying that he He had been in the industry for a while, but he wanted to kind of make a change from acting into writing. He really liked writing. He liked writing poetry. He liked writing screenplays or whatever. And so he found a place called the Writer's Villa, and it's in L.A., and it's run by a woman named Kathy Davis. Um, Sounds like a scam. No, actually, people love her. (laughs) People literally love her. Like, I'm going to tell you the celebrities that went there and stayed there, and you're going to be like, what? It's described as a 1927 Spanish-style mansion known as the Writer's Villa, where an elderly real estate broker and arts patron named Kathy Davis had opened her doors to generations of playwrights, screenwriters, novelists, and actors while they developed their talents and adjusted to Hollywood life. So it was almost like this, like, hostile-like situation for, like, similar LA types if you will and the um, notable people who have stayed there are Val Kilmer, Parker Posey, Paula Poundstone and Chris Parnell. Um, Oh okay. Yeah so it's like I think it's just like 
oh, hey, are you like new, newish to LA and you need like a writer's villa? So he had recently, in 2009, he had recently quit the show Sons of Anarchy, which a lot of fans were surprised by because he was a series regular and he had a sudden like death on the show. And it was revealed that he went um, to the creator of the show and said, hey, I want to be out of my contract. I don't want to be on the show anymore. And after he died, his dad revealed that he came to him and said, the storylines are getting way too violent for me. He's like, I can't be on this show because of that. And you're like, wow, whoa, like, what, what does that mean? Um, he has a very big past of mental illness. Um, and so I think that in 2009, it was ramping up. Um, and he kind of, he left the villa and he kind of like had a bunch of shit happen to him. He was in a motorcycle accident that resulted in a head injury that he refused to get treatment for. He had uh, he had uh-uh. he got entwined with a woman who he had a baby with, and they were in a constant custody battle. He was two years her daughter his daughter was two years old when he died. By the way, really sad. No. I know, really sad. So like all of this stuff started happening after he quit the show. That like his family said he was basically just like spiraling out of control. It says I. I'm going to I'm going to link this article um, in my link tree because it is such a good article. But it what I'm quoting from is called The Secret Life of Johnny Lewis. And it was written in 2014 um, from Los Angeles magazine. And another quote I want to say from his family, it said between his two stays at the villa because he quit Sons of Anarchy in 2019 in 2009. He quit Sons of Anarchy, became a father, was in a serious motorcycle accident, and endured a painful custody battle and several arrests. He bounced in and out of jails, psychiatric wards, and rehab. He attempted suicide. Judges, therapists, family members, friends, and former co-stars tried to intervene, then either drifted away or watched helplessly as he spiraled out of control. Because he was one of those people that would not accept help. Everyone would keep trying to help him, and he would be like, no, I don't want to do all this stuff. And he would like... He would constantly bang his head against the wall when he was in the hospital um, as, like, a <sighs> protest to, like, I don't want to be here. And he had oh, and he had, had um, a serious head injury from a motorcycle that he had, a uh, like, an untreated, like, deep concussion. So, like, yeah, that is classic. Like, you're going to be prone to violent outbursts if you have head injuries, like, multiple head injuries. So, anyway, that's just the backstory of, like, from his time from like his first day there in 2009 then he quickly left he had been arrested he had got he had he had gone on the deep end as i said like off the deep end and he had been arrested a few times in early 2012 and when he was released from um jail after a couple months his dad thought it would be a good idea to set up him like a room at the writer's villa because he had a good relationship with kathy which is the owner So his dad set this whole thing up for him to stay there in 2012 when he was released from jail. And and by September, he had that's when the attack happened. So I guess I'll tell you what happened. He introduces himself to a neighbor that lives next door to the writer's villa. His name's Dan Blackburn. And he pops up and he has no shirt on and he's like sweaty. And he's like, hey, I'm your new neighbor. I'm Johnny. And, you know, he's kind of erratic and he's kind of like crazy looking. And Dan says later that he was surprised to see him in his face because he had been watching him outside run around like a crazy person for like 40 minutes. Like he he, he had been trying to keep tabs on him because he was like, who is this guy? And all of a sudden he's in his face being like, hey, I'm your new neighbor. I live at the I'm at the writer's villa and blah, blah, blah. You know, he like says all this shit. 
And so then he, you know, the Dan just like introduces himself and he's kind of like, I wonder what this guy's deal is. Like he, he seems kind of, you know, a little off. So about 30 minutes after introducing himself to Dan, um, Dan's wife, Gloria, starts screaming for Dan to come in. She's like, come in here, Dan, get in here. And they found Johnny on top of a house painter that they had hired, violently attacking him and smashing his face in, like, with objects and with his fists. And, like, his blood is going everywhere. And so (gasps) Dan has to take a chair and throw it on Johnny to get him to, like, literally stop beating up their house painter and then oh my god dan is in his 70s dan and gloria are in their 70s johnny's 28 years old oh johnny punches dan in the face and he falls to the ground like literally this is how psychotic this is like he is like punching old people to the ground and like somehow they're able to like all three of them work together to push him outside, like push the door shut on him. And then they lock it and they barricade themselves inside this room that they were in. I think it was like the kitchen. Um, And so they're all like barricaded in there and like they immediately call the cops and the cops comes in within minutes. Like the cops are there within minutes. And by the time the cops arrive, they arrive to Johnny in the middle of the driveway with his head cracked, split open, blood going down <gasps> the entire driveway. There's a picture of it. There's so much blood. And he's fully oh! dead. He's fully dead. And then they go inside to the house and they find Kathy strangled and beaten to death. And, like, her, he had, he himself had, um, like, claw marks on his neck. Like, she was trying to strangle him while he was strangling her to death. But also, Emma, trigger warning, he also killed her cat. Unnecessarily. Oh. He killed, he bashed the cat's head in with a hammer and threw it in the shower. I hate to say that. I hate to, but, like, that's part of it. Like, he, so, how did he end up? Do you think that that happened before or exactly. after? Exactly. No one knew, no one knew Ugh. whether that, no one knows whether he attacked Kathy and then went over to the house to try to attack the other three people or if it happened the other way around because the cops came within minutes and they didn't see how he would have time to go kill Kathy and then, so also his death was ruled an accident because they have no idea whether he jumped off the roof whether he was pushed off the roof whether he fell off of the roof no one knows but he fell off of the roof onto the pavement and cracked his head open that's how he died and when they did the autopsy zero alcohol zero drugs found in his system that was all him that's very unsettling i not that you know it's like it's interesting how you want like alcohol and drugs to explain it because otherwise it's like what happens right? to somebody like, that makes but them... I think it was the head injuries like I really do um I I I really believe and his parents especially his dad is like it is from the motorcycle accident like he was different after the motorcycle accident like his dad is like on record saying that he was a different person after he had an untreated head injury from a motorcycle accident like that will do oh, it that makes me sad that will do it. guys get your get your head injuries treated everyone right? like don't don't avoid a head injury but anyway that one I I literally knew none of that information and like that is so shocking to me that that just happened like and that woman like in that article which I really recommend everyone reading it is a really good article um the secret life of Johnny Lewis they go more into Kathy Davis and like kind of shine light on her because she did really good for people and people were like so grateful to her including Johnny Johnny was like obsessed with her that's why this doesn't make any sense like 
he loved her uh you know he he had like he he was bordering on schizophrenia at the end because like Kathy mm-hmm. was getting really mad that he would go and to the fuse box and literally like break it so that because he was so sensitive to lights that he was like I don't want any lights on in the house and she was like well Johnny this is like many people live here like you can't just control <laughs> the, house, yeah. the fuse box and apparently that was one of their last conversations so I think people think that that set him off because he's just he was just so mentally unstable um, and also another interesting thing to like prove that he truly was never addicted to drugs or alcohol that had nothing to do with this is that his lawyer was trying to angle it is like, hey, if we can get you into rehab, you won't have to go to jail. Johnny had to literally make up an addiction to alcohol to be able to go. And he was like, oh, yeah, um, I'm addicted to rum. Like he literally made it up so that he could get into a rehab instead of going to jail. He he'd never. And a guy that was in rehab with him was quoted by saying, oh, I was basically the drug finder in rehab and I offered Johnny drugs multiple times every single time he turned it down. He's not addicted to drugs. I was like, damn, like he really just needed like straight mental health. Like he needed to go to deep therapy and like be medicated, but he obviously was very anti-medication and anti-help. So that is just a tragic story. I will say this is the only one of everybody we're going to talk about that ends like that. Um, that's a very extreme one, but he did just randomly kill his his literal friend and 81-year-old landlady, Kathy Davis. That's so sad. I, I know who he is from I watched Sons of Anarchy, um, and also there's so many pictures of and him. And Katy Perry. Perry. I know. It's <laughs> shocking when you Google him and Katy Perry. Yeah. Yeah. I You should definitely read that um, article. It was really good. It goes into his past, too, a little bit. Um but it also does have a picture of the bloody driveway. So just be careful. It's a lot of blood. Oof. I thought it was like, I literally thought it was like a bunch of seaweed. I know that sounds so gross because it's like scraggly dried blood. Okay. It's, it's interesting and also um, probably fucked up that there's so much of that stuff available. Like the Caitlyn Jenner, like the footage right? of that car like, crash. Why like, do we need that on the internet? I don't know that entertainment tonight needed to release that. Yeah. It's in poor taste. I'd say a lot of, um, images and videos surrounding any death, I think, is a little in poor taste. But yeah, I, I yeah. that one was just so, so many details like are out about that, but it's never talked about to me. Like I just never have heard of this story at all. So I didn't know anything one. about that one either, and I have heard of that guy. Right? Um, I I watched Sons of Anarchy. Me and Jordan loved Sons of Anarchy back in the day. He was half sack. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he was half sack. Um, I'm just I'm just reminiscing on how hot I thought Charlie Hunnam was back in the day. I mean, he was everything. I so that's throwing it back to my poor taste in men. Um, <laughs> you just want Jack so bad. A guy on a motorcycle that kills Ooh, people. I mean, <laughs> hello. Jax was so hot. His whole vibe. Holy shit. Maybe I need to. Maybe oh, Sons of Anarchy could be my new horny show. Honestly, that would be a very interesting rewatch. I think so too. I don't think I'd like it as much rewatching it, but probably not. Um... <laughs> okay, wait. Who is your next? Who's your next celeb that killed somebody? Okay, so I'm taking a turn for the political. Ooh, uh, yes. My next one is Laura Bush. The wife of George W. Bush, uh, former first lady. Wow. I don't um, think people knew about this. I, Monta had no idea when I told her this was on the list. She's like, what do you mean? When? When did it happen? 
so it's interesting because I think it was very hushed hush and very covered up. And then in 2012, I think it was, she came out with like a memoir. Oh, and oh I didn't know that. She talked about <gasps> it in the memoir. And I swear to God, it was the only thing anyone cared about when she did like interviews, when they talked about the book. It was like, so by the way, she killed Oh someone. my God. And so that's how I knew about this is because it, it all came out when she... Uh, had this book come out and she was doing press to promote the book but I didn't know the details of this story so this one is in 1963 so oldies probably the oldest one we're gonna talk about no back in the day maybe not this was before seatbelts so oh my god leads into um why that ended up being such a bad (sighs) car crash but it was um she ran she was with her friend and she ran a stop sign and struck another car. Oof. So I had always thought, and so the victim of this car crash was her close friend. Oh my God. And his name is Michael Douglas, which yeah. should not be funny. Oh my God. It isn't funny. I'm sorry. But it's just, it's, it's but, so crazy. Yeah. That, what are the chances? His name is Michael Douglas. But anyway, so the way that I always thought that this story went down is that she was driving and he was in the car and they crashed and he died because it was her close friend and maybe her boyfriend but she said oh no no, we were just close friends and they used to talk on the phone all the time so probably definitely her boyfriend Um, maybe like not officially but i think boyfriend or he was closeted gay because what kind of guy talks on the phone all the time wait that's another interesting theory well she does not confirm (laughs) if he is gay or not (laughs) but (laughs) but so it was like this whole, you know, tragic inc- incident because she killed her friend. But that's not what happened. She was driving with her girlfriend and she ran this stop sign and she hits another car and she gets flung from the car. Her girlfriend is is relatively uninjured okay. and she gets rushed to the hospital and she's in the hospital and she hears this woman and she's like, oh, that's Mrs. Douglas. That's Michael's <gasps> mom. She didn't know that the car that she hit and the person that she killed no. was her friend. No. Okay. That's yeah. great. I did not know that part of the story. Neither did mm. I. So it was just a coincidence that the car that she hit was her that's friend. That's really sad. I know. It's so sad. But wait, did um, anything happen to her from that though? Like legally? Like anything? Because I think nothing happened. No, nope, Nothing happened. And the thing that that's I, crazy. you know, that's a little sus about it is it was two days after her 17th birthday and it was like a holiday. I don't remember like what the holiday was, but they didn't have school the next night and they were like going out. So she was probably, probably drunk, drunk Yeah, is what Wait, I would but guess. But honestly, okay, thinking about how you just explained the situation, if he was actually a good friend, I bet you that's probably part of the reason why she was never charged with anything. If she was a genuine family friend of theirs, there's no way the mom would be like, yeah, I'm putting Laura in jail for this. Like, you know, like if you're 17 and it's your friend, I feel like it's lenient if it's like, I know that sounds like it doesn't matter, but it's like, I kind of feel like that's part of why she was nothing happened. So they don't, there's not a lot of information on like what happened in the court cases because it was so long ago. And I think it just, you know, things weren't as public. She wasn't famous yet. So I wonder, like, I'm I'm curious to understand, like, if there was an investigation and like what the determination was about, because I don't think they had the technology to, like, definitely breathalyzer were like on the scene, but definitely not, you know, like, after the fact to prove if she had been drinking or anything like that. So 
she wasn't charged. Um, and this is sad. And it's like, you know, I, I can't imagine being in that position, but basically she didn't go to the funeral and she oh, never reached oh, out to the family. Whoa. Oh, yeah. that, ha- that's, that has a little bit to do with my next person. We don't have to go into it right now, but um, it's interesting when you kill somebody and you can't say sorry, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, she probably just felt so much guilt I know. and shame. I mean, that, one is, that one's a little different because it's the youngest person we're going to talk about, you know, 17 years yeah, old. Yeah, she was 17. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm pro-Bush and I don't love the Bush family, so I'm not like trying to take up for her, but it is a different situation how it's like, you were a kid, you literally killed your actual friend. It's weird that nothing happened to her legally, um, but I almost get it. I don't know. It's So it's funny when we but were talking about like, the, the way. The fuck? Yeah. And I think she, you know, she said, she said sorry on Oprah, not to the family, but um, oh well. When I was talking about how how people talk about when they've done this, she was like the prime example oh. of just like just not like just like speaking in like passive voice, and she was like, yeah. So I guess there was a stop sign, and uh... I, I missed the stop sign, and so I plunged into it. It was just kind of like, yeah, you so guess you, you blew through a stop sign. It's like. She was like, yeah, it was very dark, uh, very obstructed. I don't know. It was just like a lot of like girl, talking through girl. what happened to the point where, you know, it's just kind of like very trying to like distance yourself from like the, the guilt of it. But wow, um, it's 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 not funny. But I so I watched an Oprah clip because Oprah asks her about it and she's so blunt. It reminds me of Eldon Johnson, Ooh. but she literally goes, she was just like, so you killed someone <laughs> in your youth. <laughs> Stop. I love Oprah. God. And, and Laura's like, yeah. Yeah, oh, I did. And it's oh just like, well, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's very uncomfortable. But, um, yeah, I feel like that's a that's a big one because I, that was like a, a one. I feel like nobody knew about it until that book came yeah. out. Um, wow. I didn't know the details. I mean, that is pretty fucking crazy, though. But I need to watch the Oprah interview. Just I need to just watch more old Oprah interviews. Honestly, like, what am I doing? I'm wasting my life. Huge. I think we all do. Watching yeah. Oprah <laughs> interviews. Oh, my God. Whew. Okay, my next person is Matthew Broderick. Um, oh, not. I feel like there's actually two elements of this. Number one, I don't think a lot of people know about this one. Um, it happened in August of 1987 in Ireland, so it's very removed from like you know U.S. But it was Matthew Broderick, and at the time he was 25 years old, by the way, and he was vacationing in Ireland with his secret girlfriend Jennifer Grey. That's a that's a golden nugget of information. Is the best. I love that they were secretly like no one knew they were dating. No one knew. Um, they had filmed uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and hit it off, and they were secretly dating and decided to take a vacation to Ireland. Not my top choice for a vacation, but okay, uh, you do you. Um, and the night that it happened, so it happened in August, it was raining really hard, so hard that they literally had to, like, pull over multiple times just to try to, like, either wait it out or, like, one time they got lost and they had to ask a police officer for directions. And the police officer was like, oh, definitely take this way if it's raining, like, this is a really dangerous area. Matthew straight up ignored what the cops that lived in Mm. Ireland said. And um, actually, I, I just don't – it's just like your mom's um, situation. This is really scary. He he swerved into the other lane because I guess, you know, just like that happened. Also, Ireland is like the opposite – I think it's the opposite. Like they drive on the opposite side of the road. 
right? Oh yeah, that probably affects like your yeah, reaction so he, because you think you should yeah, be on the so right. Yeah, so he swerved and he hit a car head on and he killed a mom and daughter. <gasps> yeah, um, and oh. it was it's literally like the ages of me and my mom right now. So it was like, oh, oh no, god, that is so real and just like and also like so he hit them head on. It was like a mom and daughter, like twenty eight and sixty three years old, and they were locals, obviously. And he, um, Jennifer Gray really didn't have any, anything happen to her. Like she had a couple like minor things, but he had a broken leg and like a concussion and some lacerations that he had to stay in the hospital for four weeks. And I thought, <gasps> I thought this, That's a long I know time. for a broken leg, I was like, damn, but interesting, you know, he was in, um, uh, the hospital for four weeks and Jennifer stayed with him in the hospital while he healed and therefore missing the dirty dancing press tour for this <laughs> like okay first of all how what did she say her excuse was if they were secretly dating was she like oh i'm with my boyfriend in ireland like like what was her excuse like that would never fly in 2020 2021 because what how could she lie like where was she, where was she where did people think she was and I feel like normally there's, I mean, maybe there's like now that it's like in your contract that you have oh, to show up to absolutely. all the events. Absolutely. I guess not in 1987, but also just, isn't that so funny that the biggest movie of her career, she did no press for because she was in Ireland with Matthew Broderick with his healing broken leg from the car crash that he caused that killed two people. Um, if you're wondering if he was ever charged with vehicular manslaughter, no, he was charged with careless driving and was charged $175. <gasps> that's that it? Is it that's it also he never apologized to the family directly he no. left a note at the hospital when he was leaving that said like kind of sorry and that was literally it oh there's more to this though not only did him and jennifer break up the next year i'm sure that i'm sure that had something to do with the breakup but let's flash forward to 2012 it's the Super Bowl, and Matthew Broderick is has a commercial for a Honda, for a car. Oh, the God. family did not like that. Uh, the family was like, hey, uh, not only did you not ever apologize to us, now you're making money from a car um, ad when you killed my family in a car. So that was, it was like yanked. Um, it, it was not, it was like, I, I mean, like, I know it was like for the Super Bowl, but like somehow it was like blacklisted. It was like, it was like a blacklisted commercial. And there was like talks of him going to like back to Ireland 10 years before in 2002 to like, to like say sorry to the family. And it just legit never happened. And so when this came out in 2012, the family was like, yeah, what the fuck? And um, so then, like, Honda, Honda was in trouble, too, for, like, oh, did you do no background on who you're hiring to do a car commercial? Like, oh, holy shit. Um, so anyway, that the, – the, the resurgence of him making money off of a Super Bowl ad for a car, really, that part of the story is, like, are you fucking kidding me, Matthew Broderick? Like, you don't get to do that. You killed a mom and daughter head on and got and paid $175. that's a gross one the (laughs) I mean I I get like I think there has to be so much denial so I mean it is unfortunate when people aren't apologizing immediately but to never apologize right like that is just the well mm, I know who you're doing next and guess what I don't know if you saw this tidbit he never apologized to the family ever not once 
Sorry to spoil. Actually, let's go right into who you're going to talk about because I'm so yeah, heated. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm so this... heated on who we're going to end on. Emma, please tell us who we're going to end on. Uh, it's Ted fucking Kennedy. Ted motherfucking Kennedy. And I feel <sighs> like a lot of these, I have not done a great job, but I've attempted to be respectful because it's tragic that this happens. But um, Ted Kennedy fucking sucks. He's the fucking, I think he's the fucking worst one on this list, period. Let's uh, so okay so I'll get into it and also I told you this before we started recording but um, I haven't seen the movie Chappaquiddick and I'm so pissed I'm gonna have to see it immediately. Yeah, I feel like um, I need to watch it too with Kate Mara. Um, I, I do Kate too. Mara. I love the. I love. Did the, you watch the teacher? I haven't seen the teacher. Did you like it? Yeah. Okay. I, I probably. I yeah, I like the. I like both of the Mara sisters. I'm fascinated with them, um, especially Rooney. I'm like, what are you, Rooney Mara? But anyway. <laughs> Um, okay, so Ted Kennedy, just getting into it. First of all, so uh, something that kind of makes me laugh is we talked about like loving Wikipedia. And if you go to Wikipedia for all of these people, like there's typically like a, a note in Wikipedia. It's like personal uh-huh. life, like education, career. And then it's like fatal car crash. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's categories on the Wikipedias for sure. Um, however, Ted Kennedy has, okay. there's a whole separate article about the Chappaquiddick incident. <sighs> Involving his his actions that led to the death of this woman. I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because when I was looking at his Wikipedia page, I was like, how the fuck is there not a Chappaquiddick section on here? So it's just its own. It's its own page. That makes so much sense. Yeah, they needed a lot of a lot of space to, to get into the details of Chappaquiddick. So d- this is Ted Kennedy, who was the brother of um, JFK and and. Yeah, Robert like, Kennedy. Yeah, that Kennedy, guys. Like, we're talking about the Kennedys. <laughs> uh, and so he was a senator, and basically what happened was it was some kind of a, like, a weekend, and they went oh, wait, to this. what year is uh, this, this again? No, I've got it. It was 1969, oh. so this is fresh on the heels of, of, of Barbara Bush's, <laughs> or, yeah, Laura Bush. Um, so this is in 1969, and I think Chappaquiddick was the name of either the town or the name of the, the river, it's Chappaquiddick Island yeah. in Massachusetts. So they go to this this little island, and the, the group of people is um, Ted Kennedy, who is a senator, and some of his, I guess, you know, colleagues, like male friends, but everybody, you know, the very, like, privileged group of, like, you know, white political men, um, and then a group of girls that they called the Boiler Room oh. Girls. Um, and those women were all in their 20s and single women that had worked on Robert Kennedy's yep. presidential they, campaign. They were campaign girls. Yes. Okay. So all of these girls are in their 20s and young and single. All of the men except for one were oh married. Oh, my God. Oh, The my wives God. were not invited to Chappaquiddick. They did not get oh the invite to my- the This was like literally the like a sex weekend. island. Like an affair. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> why weren't the wives invited? Oh That's so weird. They God. all could have had such oh a great time. Oh, my God. Okay. So um, the way that this goes is they were having a party. They were, um, you know, at this house. And then uh, allegedly, according to Ted Kennedy, if we're taking his word for <laughs> no. it, Mary Jo... Kopechny, I think is how you pronounce yeah. the last name or probably not, but that's that's what I'm going to say. She asked him for a ride home because she was staying in a hotel and then he was staying in a separate hotel, so he was just going to give her a ride home. 
because he's just such a good guy and he wanted to yeah, make sure that she I'm got sure home exactly safely. that that's what happened ted um but yeah keep going <laughs> so obviously they were at a party so there's witnesses to when they were leaving and they left at 11 15 okay. p.m on i believe like okay. friday night um and so basically he's he's driving and then drives off a bridge because it was like a super skinny bridge that no one should have been driving yeah into the water um and so so we'll just go through this and we'll tell we'll tell ted's version of the story first so he drives off the um the bridge into the water and he's able to escape the car as it's you know starting to sink into the water and he makes it to shore um, and he allegedly goes back to try to save Mary Jo six or no. seven times. Sorry. No. So anyway, he, he did his best, but he wasn't able to find her. Um, he walks home back to the party and he's in such a daze that he doesn't see that there are multiple houses with people with telephones that he could have gone to for help. And he walks all the way back to the party. It's like a mile or something. Um, and you know, I'll do my best to give you some of the details, but I, I recommend looking into this or yeah. also renting Chappaquiddick with Kate Mara because they got notes. Like they yeah. like all this... of the details of this situation are very well yeah, documented I mean, to try to figure out what the fuck happened. This was a scandal happened. of the Kennedy family. So there is, there are details upon details about Chappaquiddick for sure. For sure. But so he goes back to the house and uh, there's still like a raging party and he tells two of his friends, he pulls them aside. Instead of, like, kicking the door down, being like, everybody, let's go save Mary Jo. He pulls two friends aside quietly. And they all go back and try to save okay, her. Okay, this is not what I read, by the way. So is this specifically Ted's story? Because... this, Yeah, so this is... I'm curious to see, like, your your version of things. But this is what I got from Wikipedia. But so they go back and it's like there there's um there's a current and so like they can't like it's gone. they just basically it's like well we we're not we're not gonna get her yeah so um <laughs> so they tell him they're like um hey Ted you, you know we gotta report this this is this is not good apparently his reaction is to jump into the river and swim to his hotel because he just. He, he like that's like what happens when they're like we need what? to report this. They they go back to the party because they're just kind of like uh, okay okay like <laughs> they go back. And it's like yeah, um, Ted went home and Mary Jo Mary is also dead back at her hotel. So they're <laughs> so they're yeah they're um they, they they just the two guys go back to the and they they don't report it. The next day, Ted Kennedy is seen like shooting the shit like talking there was some like boat race that weekend and he was like talking to sailors like there's documented evidence that he was living his life socializing and acting like acting like he didn't know anything had happened okay so the next day a father and a son see the car and they call the authorities so uh you know like a team of like rescue squad or something comes out and they get her body out of the water they they t- they alert they're saying who is this girl they she had the purse of another oh. girl so they originally misidentified oh. her and thought that she was like one of the oh other friends but basically so this gets back to ted kennedy and his group and like the police were on record as saying like 
we told him it was, you know, we found this body and he was just unsurprised, AKA he knew it had happened. And so they were, that's when they had realized, oh, he was aware yeah, of this like incident. Fully. And so he cooperated for the most part with the authorities. And he said, I was driving, you know, I was taking this woman home, nothing weird. He also um, staunchly claims that he was not drunk. And he was like, I had had nothing to drink. Also, me and her had never had sex. Like, literally, he said the most obvious shit. It was like, yeah, you're obviously drunk and trying to fuck this girl. Like, so remember when I was talking about how everybody it was like, oh, yeah, Ted, Ted and Mary Jo, they mm-hmm. left at 1115. There was a deputy that saw his car at like 12 45 a.m so yeah so it was like over an hour later he saw the car before the car so they obviously had been fucking in that time like obviously yeah like they went and they parked somewhere like they were in the car for a while just can't act like he okay anyway i'm gonna let you continue But, you know, I think it's, like, all the Kennedy lawyers tried to, like, poke holes in that story. But it's, like, absolutely. And when I say girl, I mean Ted Kennedy. Girl, why are you driving a 28-year-old home on an island where you did not invite your wife? Yeah, just, like, the whole thing. You cannot act like, you know. uh, uh, Anyway. But to get into... Like the really dark side okay, of the yeah. story. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I know what you're going to talk about. Which is, is So we went through the, the chain of events where it's he tried to quote unquote allegedly he tried to like go in and save her couldn't do it. And then went back to the party told his friends like they, they didn't tell someone immediately. And there were houses. He in his statement said he was like oh I didn't see that there were houses. Uh, on my walk home um okay okay (laughs) um so he they never called for the cops they did not do an autopsy because they ruled the cause of death is drowning because you know this car plunged into the water the rescue this is what i'm talking about this is the most upsetting part yeah who like who removed her body from the car has publicly stated he says she did not die oh my of drowning. so what she had so she had rigor mortis and she was holding on she was gripping the oh my seat God. of the car and basically his take on things is that she was in that car with just a little bit of oxygen and she was trapped and she couldn't get out and he thinks that she was alive for three to four hours unable to get out of the car while it was slowly like sinking and she was losing oxygen and oh, she, she suffocated my God. she also had blood on her shirt and basically it was it it wasn't it wasn't completely conducive to a drowning wow. but they never but, did okay, the autopsy you know, i read that like they never did the autopsy but massachusetts like government was like or like you know the state was like there should there should absolutely be an autopsy done and somehow it was finagled around and it didn't happen like her her family didn't want it to happen and there was huge implications because he was a senator and he was about to run for presidency (laughs) this did not so (laughs) so basically the way that this happened is he did get charged with leaving oh, hold on the scene of a, a crime word for word what he was charged with because it's the most bullshit thing it was like leaving the scene of a crime that caused an injury he was it, not charged with anything yes related nope. to her death he was charged with 
leaving the scene that of a caused crime or an like, injury you know, so like I'm negligence like, that of- is the literal another way of saying that you caused a person's death by the way just 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 saying that the kennedys have really spun i think that they worked on getting a the wording on that one down because that's a different way of saying you knew this person was going to die if you left the scene and you left the scene you didn't tell fucking anybody um also you were saying that he claims he looked for her a bunch you know six or seven times but clearly the person the autopsy person was like yeah she was just in there you know with gasping for the little bit of air she had it was like a, a pocket of air yeah that he was breathing from if he had if he had oh literally gone back one time he could have saved her because she was in the air bubble it's like all it would have taken is for him to actually have tried to save her one time so clearly he did it zero or if he had he reported no it. one like i i read that he didn't even tell anybody for like nine hours no yeah he didn't he went he swam to his hotel he went home took a shower and slept and then he was up the next day socializing. I, I really would recommend that all of y'all read up on the Chappaquiddick incident Wikipedia page because, I mean, it goes into such detail. But, like, the matter of the fact is that nothing fucking happened to him. He did not apologize. He, he, he got, not, like, yeah. literally, like, everybody else we talked about, like, you know, they had to pay. You know, they, they do community service. Nothing happened to Ted Kennedy. Literally nothing. He was able to run for president after this happened. How- and so he didn't. He didn't get the nomination. I mean, yeah, and I mean, obviously, this not is a get huge the story. I'm just saying, but he did. He tried to run for. Like he was. He was tempted. Like he didn't. He didn't say like, "Ooh, maybe I shouldn't." But the press was terrible. And so I, part of it was like people were making jokes, like late night. Ho- I mean, I don't know if late night TV was really like a thing yet in the '60s, but like there were. Um, like ads and like everybody was making all of these jokes about it and there was a volkswagen commercial about how no wagons could float because no. they were you know so light and it was if ted the copy was if ted had been driving a volkswagen he would be president right now what the fuck is wrong with america and they, i mean they Literally, did have to what is wrong with this country they did have to retract jokes it. like that there's also a um a mention in the Wikipedia article that Ted Kennedy himself. So he didn't, he didn't get the presidential nomination. Oh, but yeah, he was a absolutely. senator for the rest of his life. He had like, for like 70, 70 years, like 77 terms. I don't fucking know. But anyway, he was a career senator and it, it did not ruin him by any means. And he would ask people, he'd be like, Hey, any new good jokes about the Chappaquiddick incident? Like he <gasps> thought it was funny. What? because it's just like i don't know he like learned to like develop a sense of humor about it. it's disgusting but so one of the other women the like the boiler room women had gave an interview in 2008 so obviously uh-huh. decades and decades after and she said all of the women that were in the chappaquiddick incident suffered personally because yeah. it was just totally traumatic and professionally because you know, it was like it was a huge scandal and all of and, their names were public. And it was yeah. like, oh, these slutty girls, these slutty 20 so, somethings were in, in this party that led to this girl's death as yeah. opposed to these fucking why gross was it ass that men. The women who they brought there as opposed to why were these men all together on this fucking island with the girls? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Because they were already like in a position oh of, of power, and like the Kennedys, Kennedys are Kardashians. The Kennedys are the, the, Kennedys Kennedys are the Kardashians political Kardashians. Let me tell you, I mean, uh-huh. the fact that we started with Caitlyn Jenner and ended with Ted Kennedy, kind I love that. I kind of love that because it kind of comes full circle. Like, 
I and that's mean, history. Oh my God. Like that one. I mean, there's so many details to this. Like you said, this is like, I mean, since this is a Kennedy story, like the details are like minute by minute on this. It is, it's a shocking amount, but I also have never seen, I have not seen Chappaquiddick, the movie. So I, I think we, we might need to both do that. And then I'm going to go out of my way to watch it. I will pay upwards of $2 to rent this, but not more than five. five my limit for anything. I'm like six. I don't think so. I hope it's three ninety nine. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, did I like, I didn't cut you off, right? Did you have anything else to say about Ted Kennedy? No, that little no, that was it. It was just, who just, li- who just literally lived a normal life as a Senator after this. I don't think he no, got, I don't think he got happened. divorced. Like, literally but, you know. nothing. Like, that is the power of one being a white man, two being a Kennedy. Like literally, you're 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 invincible if you're a man in the Kennedy family. It's I hate it. Well, you're not invincible because well, they are maybe that's their karma. You know, and I'm just gonna fucking say it. <laughs> JFK Jr. Iconically, I'm sorry for iconically hot. Um, him and Caroline. <laughs> this is kind of <laughs> weird of me. There's a um. There's a Kennedy, he doesn't have the Kennedy last name, but there is, um, like, a a hot Kennedy-related, like, person who's our age that I follow on Instagram, and I forget his name. Isn't it crazy that technically um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's son is a Kennedy? I'm just like, what, 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 like, uh, the fact that the Schwarzeneggers have now merged with the Ken, like I just can't fathom it. I can't, I can't, I can't process it. Wait, definitely send me the hot, the hot Kennedy. Obviously, <laughs> I, I'm mad that okay. I can't I remember mean, his name. Boys' names are so forgettable. Am I right? <sighs> Jesus, <laughs> John, Ben, Ted—they're all the fucking same. I want to say I think it's like David or yeah, something. It's, it's, it's going to be a regular. Name. Oh my god! But anyway, I'm like ugh, JFK Jr. So hot. That's probably the preppiest and whitest person I'll ever be attracted to is JFK Jr. <laughs> I think it's JFK Jr.'s grandson. Oh. Let me actually look this up. First of all, thank you so much for coming on and talking about this topic. Both of the topics, the Demi Demi Lovato doc and this big topics. Thank you for putting in like the time of watching and doing these things and then coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, and I had a, the best time because <laughs> this could have gone on for double the amount of time, I think, um, easily. Um, but also I was going to say, we did not have time. I didn't have time to tell you my neighbor story and it's really good. So I think you're going to have to come back sooner than rather than oh, later, shit. maybe in like two weeks. <laughs> Cause I know you're busy next okay. week. Um, I can't. but I, oh, but yeah. I kind yeah, of wedding. want it to be a I, conversation I because like, I, I need, I need your input on like what you think happened. I, there's more to it. There's more that is unfolded too, because I had a whole conversation with him yesterday, Emma. He knocked on my door. He knocked on my door. <gasps> mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I I almost I think I want you to come back to talk about that whole story, um, if that's okay with you. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Cool. Oh because like God. I do want that's it to so be a conversation. Exciting. I want to tell it to you. So yeah, we will. Emma will come back soon, guys. We'll get into, I'm sure, a demi update, and I've got the creepy neighbor update. So thank you so much for coming on today. It was my pleasure to talk about your face. All of these topics. <laughs> well, we'll see you soon. I'm sure we will. Bye. Thanks, Grace World. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Gray's World. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, it's over at Gray's World Pod. 
You can also do all the stuff over on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. I'd love a review. It doesn't have to be long. If you've been liking an app, just, um, I don't know, drop a, drop an inside joke in a, in a review. I want to see some, some deep cuts. <laughs> also, you can donate to the pod if you would like to. Um, I have a link in my link tree or I have a, I have a, yeah, a link, a link in my link tree for, for donating to the pod. If you'd like, you can do it monthly or yeah. So anyway, thanks again. Y'all are the best. I'm obsessed with you if you're listening and see you next week. Bye.